This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. It's time for the Clang Valley's biggest conversation. Talk back on the evening edition. Only on BFM 89.9. Good evening, folks. I'm Ezra Zaid. And I'm Wapagan Apike Pagan. And, and it's the biggest, if not the biggest, conversation. And we don't need a permit. Well, we can't, I won't go into that. 0371109000. You can text us at 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We'd love to hear from you. Of course, today we'll be talking about the haze. How can we not notice it since it happens? Of course, at the moment, it just feels like every day this is, it, it's relentless. Uh, but it's been happening every year. An earlier report from Reuters said that the haze was expected to go on till early January. Uh, the Director General for the Malaysian Met Department uh, refuted this claim and said that the haze is only expected to go on until November. Now, only, just. Now, Mr. DG, if it does go on till November, I mean, I'd be willing to take that at this point because it because it's see- only a week away yeah because it just seems like there's just no end to this yeah there doesn't seem to be any end in sight um, you know we've been advised to do many things reduce outdoor activities wear a mask drink lots of water we've been asked to cut down on driving especially in haze hit areas uh, by the natural uh, resource environment ministry um, and you know what that's kind of it's kind of difficult. You you can't exercise uh, outdoors anymore. You um, our schools are getting shut down. We have to live our lives, and it's becoming increasingly difficult to do so. Yeah, of course, the burning issue, pun intended. Really, uh, now seems to be the fact that school kids are losing school days with schools being forced to close due to the off the charts API readings. Uh, the kids, of course, may be rejoicing that there's no school, but parents are wondering what this will do to their daily education. Well, not just that. Parents are wondering what this means for their kids and how how their schedules get affected because every time school gets cancelled parents need to yeah. decide what do we do with the kids and not everyone can afford daycare and um, of course it might be an exam period for some of them as well SPM's coming up yeah so on Talk Back Thursday we want to know how have you been coping with the haze how have you been affected have you been coping with the haze yeah uh, 0377109000 you can text us at 0162019000 tweet us at BFM Radio and I guess the large thing that at least I've been noticing on social media, everybody wants to do something um, to make the situation better, but it's, one, it's the one situation where you feel kind of really helpless. You're, you're really at the mercy of, of hoping that some sort of enforcement happens um, well, I mean, over where the place is. Enforcement in the long run. Yeah, yeah but it's not the, just a short-term thing. What's the immediate solution? And, and this is the thing, I don't, I don't see one. I mean, there isn't some kind of giant vacuum cleaner that you can somehow um, suck up all the bad air, right? Yeah. Uh, putting out the fires in Indonesia right now, yes, that's, a, that's an immediate solution. Uh, but of course, there needs to be stricter enforcement uh, in Indonesia with the countries that are burning stuff uh, for there to be actual any long-term effects. All right, 0377109000. You can text us at 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you, how have you been coping with the haze? And as for another pun-related song Out of the Woods by The Falls right here on BFM 89.9 is the number to call you can text us at 0162019000 tweet us at BFM Radio it's Talkback with Uma and Ezra we're asking you how have you been coping with the haze we've got Charles who's been waiting on the line Charles how are you doing? I am good, thanks. How are you guys? We're doing okay. Uh, we ha- we are in a very fortunate position that uh, we work indoors. But uh, you know, when you're looking outdoors, it's just it feels like uh, it's the apocalypse right now. Uh, what do you think about this current situation? Well, I, I think with this situation, they they keep on referring back to 1997 as it being the worst. I think 
um, that is 18 years ago. So what surprises me is that in the 18 years, we don't seem to be able to find a solution. I think every time there's a hate situation, you've got these random statements that come out of Singapore, that comes out of Indonesia, that comes out of Malaysia in terms of, oh, we've got to do something, we've got to, you know... Put Actually, every in. year we have those statements. Yep. And nothing seems to happen over the, over the last 18 years at least. If forest fires, if you look at it in, in countries like uh, Australia, in, uh, in the US, these guys get pretty intense forest fires and it doesn't take them eight weeks to nine weeks to handle these forest fires. So I really don't understand why they keep on saying that, oh, we, we cannot handle the forest fires that is coming out of Sumatra and Kalimantan. I, we lack expertise. So if we lack expertise, can we go and get the people who are actually experts in handling forest fires? Or For, I, I, for me, I feel probably the, the, the will to enforce something really isn't there. Yeah, no, but, I agree with you. I think the business interests are maybe too yeah. strong. But tell me, uh, are you a parent? I am going to be a parent next year. Ah, okay. So your your schedule has not been overtly um, affected as yet. But uh, what about your day-to-day routine? Has it been affected by this haze? Not really because I work indoors as well. So not so much of a problem. And if the haze gets too bad, obviously the company has got some guidelines where they say that, you know, you don't have to come into the office so you can work from home. So it's okay. But like you said, you know, it, it makes it. It's very depressing when you look outside, you know, it's so gloomy and grey and then you hardly get any sunlight. So the other routines I think get impacted if you don't talk about work, you know, like, you know, doing your laundry, just going out and taking a walk. That becomes a problem because you're just so conscious about your health. All right. Thank, thank you, you very, very much, much for that, Charles. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is, of course, the impacts on, on one's health. Um, you know, you, we've been speaking about how school has been cancelled, but we're also thinking about, I, I, I watch a lot of folks um, still trying to do their evening runs, their early morning runs no, uh, around the neighbourhood. not advisable. I mean, doctors will tell you against, they will yeah. advise against that. And I, and I look at that situation, I, I just find it like, wow, this has been going on for so long that, you know, people want to get back to their day-to-day routine, but it's incredible difficult to do so. And you know, uh, Charles earlier who called uh, with, with us, which we work in an office environment, it's an air-conditioned environment, uh, we have the option, you know, if things get too bad, maybe you don't have to go into work, that kind of thing. It's great, but nobody's thinking about the guys who are building the MRT. They're, oh, on, a, yeah. they're on a tight schedule, right? They've got to meet deadlines. Those guys are out there working through this haze and God knows the adverse effects this is going to have on them. Yeah, the construction workers, I mean, we think about, you know, their situation. I mean, sometimes, you know, on, on our regular uh, weather patterns, we've got crazy rains, we've got uh, tremendous heat coming on. But on this, uh, it's just nonstop haze. And I thought we had a bit of a let up when Harusuka Nagara was just like a couple of weekends quite recently and the yeah. weather was letting up. And we thought, we had, you know, we that, had semi-blue skies yeah, for a bit. and that was the beginning of, you know, something back to normalcy, but apparently not. Uh, so folks, tell us what you think about the haze how has it affected you um, if you're a parent uh, do call in and tell us how that's affected uh, your kids their education and um, of course is it going to be a, a very difficult period at this point in time because some of them have final exams, exams. yeah absolutely zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. text us at zero one six two zero one nine thousand. tweet us at BFM radio it's top back oh another haze related song fire by Bruce Springsteen right here on BFM 89.9 it's top back with Uma and Ezra was speaking about the haze, schools and lifestyle changes. How have you been coping with the haze? Once again, the number is 0377109000. You can text us at 016-201-9000. Of course, you can tweet us as well at BFM Radio. Yeah, we got a whole bunch of tweets and texts. Uh, 
at Andrew G says, my son is having uh, respiratory illnesses and has to do nebulizer every other day since the haze wow. uh, started. Uh, we need a class action. Actually, that's a very interesting point, actually. Um, class action suit? A class action suit. I mean, is that possible? I mean, citizens of Malaysia, we uh, have some locus standi. We're all affected by it. I mean, is it possible for us to take a class action suit either against the corporations in Indonesia um, or, or, or our own government about uh, not doing enough to actually do something about this? Yeah, case? because I, so I think question. everybody just wants something to be done about it. Yeah. Um, I got a funny text from a listener who says, <laughs> the rest of 2015 has been cancelled due to the haze. Everyone should go on holiday. Come back in January. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if only we could do that with our currency right now. Uh, uh, folks, we're going to head straight to the phone lines. Haidar is on the line. Hi, Haidar. Hi. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we, yes, can. we can. Uh, tell us what you think about this hay situation. Have you been personally impacted or affected by this? Uh, I'm an avid, avid runner, so definitely it impacts me. Oh, I dear. I marathon and exercise. So, yeah, I would say so disappointed, actually, with the uh, actions that uh, our neighbor country, country, what they've done to us and so on. But... Uh, the way I look at it, it's not totally to to put the blame on them, but what we are doing, what we are offering them, you know, sending our firefighters to put out the fire, to put out the fires, is a kind of a treatment. So what I'm offering is to suggest to uh, provide them an alternative on how that we can uh, prevent it to happen again uh, next year. So we, we might not try to not to burn the fires or the jungles or the trees. So we may need to explore others. Uh, healthy or green options for that you know because uh, we put out the fires but then it will recur again so it's kind of annual event like Christmas or Hari Raya yeah. <laughs> <It's not like laughs> so I, I would say we need to uh, provide an alternative or options to our neighbours so hopefully that we may eradicate these issues plus we are in 2015 people are no longer burning you know people are no longer burning trees and so on there's no need for that no, I think it's a fair point. Thank you very much, Haidar. And, you know, it's really interesting that point that Haidar brought up about, you know, what can uh, Malaysia, neighbouring countries, Singapore, do to help uh, alleviate the situation? Yet, it seems that the talks from these countries, it ends up being, well, we're going to have a committee and uh, we're going to study the situation and we're going to, you know, maybe have another committee to find out the results of the initial committee. And, Why are you channeling George W. Bush I don't when you know. say that? I just, I just, I'm channeling incompetency. That was all I'm going oh, for. Okay, I, okay. I see that makes sense. I mean, so, it makes sense. I mean, you know, Jerome has tweeted in saying the only way someone will do something is when the rich and powerful in Jakarta get a taste of this haze. Because Jakarta, from what I understand... Oh, it's fine. Clear skies. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, works uh, in Jakarta and it's like, how's the haze over there? I was like, I'm sorry, what, what? <laughs> yeah, so zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand is number to call. We're asking you, how have you been coping with the haze? Lim is on the line. Hi, Lim. Hi, Ezra uh, Uma. Hello. Here. Yeah. Um, basically, I just want to talk about the the health impact. Um, I think it's really bad. Like for my children, they're having uh, more, um, you know, lung problems due to lungs, you know, flu, cough, and all this. And, uh, I mean, you can also Google it on YouTube, uh, basically in, uh, in Shanghai and Beijing, they have, uh, they have this kind of air quality very similar to this, and they have it all year round. And uh, that documentary basically talks about uh, how bad uh, the air can be. It, it could be in, a long, in the long run, it could be very carcinogenic. You know, people could have lung problems, lung cancer, and things like that. You know, because... Um, I, I think we, we really should like uh, enact or enforce a, a law where we can actually uh, fine uh, the uh, the offending country 
or, or the companies uh, uh, either local or foreign who work in uh, work in uh, Indonesia that cause these fires. And I and, and I heard that uh, Singapore has recently enacted a law like that. That's right. Yep. Yes, they did. Um, yeah, I think we should do something like that as well. I'm curious to know, um, how old are your kids? Has their schooling been affected by the haze? Yeah, schooling as well. One of them is five, yes. Kindergarten, yeah. Okay, and, uh, and and how do you feel about the idea that, so uh, recently, if you, I mean, on the front page of the NST, it said that now the health ministry is going to leave it to the schools to decide when they shut down or stay open. I mean, do you think that's the right thing to do, or do you think there should be a directive from up top? I think it should be a directive from the top. Yeah, well, well, thank you very much. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that one. No, this this whole issue about, um, I guess, this directive about who decides whether the school should be open. I mean, I can't still believe that in the initial part of this entire uh, event that we were having a bit of a misunderstanding as to what API readings were and, um, you know, oh. or which ones do we believe? Well, uh, actually, 10, 10 micrograms, 2.5 micrograms, you know, whatever we're measuring. We're right? having this every year. I mean, we surely needed to have sorted that one out so that we can agree how bad the problem is. But what's more? this new directive by the education ministry that says oh you know schools can decide for themselves I don't think schools are equipped with the resources to be able to make that call a headmaster um, can't yeah. possibly make that call he doesn't have a, a, a lung doctor on speed dial right right uh, and, and you know they say that some private schools have stayed open but every private ru- school has air-conditioned classrooms which I think mitigate the issue a, a little, little bit, bit a little bit but in a government school it's hot you only have fans windows are open no air conditioning What's that about? Uh, we've got Aisha on the line. Hi, Aisha. Aisha, are you there? Oh, unfortunately not. Uh, do call us back at 0377109000. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller. Felicia is on the line. Hi, Felicia. Felicia, are you there? Um, also, Felicia, do try call us back. I think, I mean, maybe the haze is affecting our phone lines. Who knows? We're going to try <laughs> our next caller. Third time's a charm. Kieran is on the line. Hi, Kieran. All right. Kieran? Omar, Omar, can you hear me? Yeah, 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 we we can can hear you. Okay. Um, Using the way you do even the radio programming, it's not perfect. Go on. Yeah, we can carry on. Yeah. The way you do the radio programming is not perfect. And this whole haze thing is a kind of a divine retribution. How so? How so? We don't want the meaning of divine retribution. Of course. What is the meaning? Uh, it's, it's, it's God getting his own back, isn't it? Exactly. Why does it happen? Well, I, I know we want to play rhetorical question games, but... But uh, an answer would be good, yeah. It's a straight answer. You see, people have talked about Armageddon, people have talked about the end of the world. The case is all about that. It's starting from here. All right, thank you very much. We're going to move on to our next caller. Uh, JT is on the line. Hi, JT. Hi. Hi. Is it Armageddon, JT? I mean, is that what this is all about? Sorry, come again? I said, is it Armageddon? That's what our previous caller was hinting at. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No idea. (laughs) So how has the haze affected your life? Um, honestly, not much other than just having to wear a N95 respirator when I walk around outdoors. But, um, um, uh, I wanted to talk more about how I think it might have affected others, uh, who are not as aware about what the haze can do. Um, especially around the point about choosing the right kind of mask to wear and also about the API readings that we have in Malaysia. So what masks uh, are we wearing? Are we wearing the wrong ones? What's your take on this? 
Yeah, I, uh, I think um, I think there's uh, probably some lack of uh, public announcement or education on which one is the right kind of mask. Like I see uh, a lot of people wearing surgical masks uh, almost everywhere. Uh, like probably six out of ten people on the street are wearing the wearing surgical masks, the flat green ones instead of the uh, N95 masks. Oh, which are pointless, the right? They have no effect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, there's there's two points to that. One could be uh, maybe they they might not be able to afford it because the N95 mask can cost probably almost ten times more than a surgical mask. And secondly, is that they they maybe they think that a surgical mask actually can can do the job of filtering the air, and they wrongly go out assuming that they're safe when they're not, which is probably worse. Um, to borrow an anecdote from a friend, uh, he said that he recently went to a pharmacy and the staff at the pharmacy actually insisted that uh, a surgical mask is sufficient and it's better to get that because of the cost. Wow, that's uh, concerning on quite, on quite a few so many levels. levels. Uh, JT, yeah. thank you very much for your call. Running out of time, we're headed straight to the news with Nadia Aziz. Folks, Talkback is continuing right after this. 03-771-09000 is the number to call. You can text us at 016-201-9000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uh, Kevin and Zaman, please hold the lines. We'll be right back after this on BFM 89.9. Duma and Ezra for Talkback. We've been asking you, how have you been coping with the haze? The number to call Call 0377109000. Text us 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Uma, I've got a bunch of tweets and texts. We've got a text from Steph who says, Hi, BFM. Actually, I'm curious to know more about the long-term health implications from prolonged breathing of air of these API levels. For example, will it shorten our lifespans? I know one caller mentioned carcinogenic side effects. Would breathing in haze have side effects as bad or worse than smoking, do you think? Well... Steph, if I can uh, urge you to go to bfm.my and uh, download the podcast from the Bigger Pictures yeah. and Living segment, they've covered, they've done tons of shows about the haze where they've spoken to doctors and experts on exactly this. So bfm.my, uh, look for the Bigger Picture Health and Living. Uh, folks, we're going to head straight to the phone line. Zaman is on the line. Hi, Zaman. Zaman, are you there? Oh, Zaman's not there. He's been waiting since uh, the 6.30 news. Do try call us back. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller. Kevin, are you there? And Kevin's also been, uh, you know, very impatient right now. Uh, Yvonne, are you there? Hey, Yvonne, Yvonne. You, if you can uh, help us out and uh, switch off your radio. Uh, what do you think about this haze situation, Yvonne? Well, I think that it's affecting my, it's turned my whole lifestyle upside down. Actually. Oh, tell us why. I run every morning, so I stopped running for the last one week because I thought if I run, I might get healthier, but then, you know, I might die of the haze, so I, I've stopped running. So I no longer get the exercise that I need. Uh, I have to check the newspapers every day to determine whether I send my children to school or not to school, to wake them up or not to wake them up. And, and, and how, how young are your kids? Uh, well, my kids are 11, 14, and 17. Right. Yeah, so they're not that young, but and the 17-year-old is going to have her SPM coming up very soon. And, you know, there's the exams coming up as well. Um, and initially, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but I think the ministry has now clarified that the exams will go on. SPM will go on, yes. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, um, yeah, so it's been quite disruptive uh, in, with our lifestyle um, as well. And, and then I have to go to work. So sometimes I've got to make alternative arrangements as to what to do with the kids. When they're at home. 
and can, I, can, can I ask also for your 17-year-old who's got the SPM exams coming up? Um, yep. it, it must be so disruptive uh, to have, I guess, you know, whatever momentum that you have in terms of engagement with your teachers and stuff like Revision. that. Revision. Revisions, access to, you know, all sorts of, you know, questions about these exams. Uh, how has she been coping? Well, she stopped going to school for the last one and a half weeks because we've just decided that, you know, because sometimes she goes into school and the teachers are not around, you know, half the class is missing because people are getting ill as well. All my three kids have visited the, the doctors over the last uh, month. So we have, so I've, I've got increased medical bills to top off with our mom and every other thing as well. All right, thank you very much for that, Yvonne. I mean, uh, you know, what she mentioned right at the end about those medical costs, um, yeah. you know, I think I've been sort of trying to be... Actually, I sort of resigned to the fact when this whole haze started, I was just waiting as to when I would not be feeling too well. I was waiting as to when I'd be ill, but I've been sort of, you know, having as much supplements and, you know, bits of nutrition that I can find. Well, folks, if you're a regular listener to BFM, you'll notice that uh, even our presenters um, have developed weird coughs throughout the day, and uh, that's been happening. I mean, Sherrod Kutin had a bad cough, Melissa yeah. Idris had a bad cough. I mean, it seems to be hitting all of us here as well, and unfortunately, you know, we have to talk for a living. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller. Maha is on the line. Hi, Maha. And, and how have you been affected? Or have your uh, your family members, um, your loved ones, how have they been affected by this haze? Yes, my daughter is sitting for SPM. So she's having a bad uh, eye saw and she has this uh, runny eye. So she still has to go to school because the teachers are giving extra classes. So it doesn't matter if the ministry says it has to be closed if she still goes to school. Wow, okay. Uh, and, and my son is in a, a local a public boarding school. He's in MRSM. So it doesn't make a difference for him. He goes to classes and he cannot be confined in the hostel. So he still goes and plays his futsal and all. And that can't be good uh, for the long term as well. Uh, Maha, when it comes to this uh, particular situation, what would you like to see happen? Do you think enough is being done? I think it's not enough. They have to go to the root and trying to uh, get this all sorted out. It's not like every time we're doing the reactive way, we have to do a proactive way in this. And for all of us, we are all runners. We go for our 10K runs, our standard charter has been cancelled, our BSN night run has been cancelled. So it's really upsetting. Thank you very much, you so much for, for your call. call. It's, it's interesting that... A lot of runners calling A lot of in. runners calling up. And uh, it's really funny because, of course, I have my infamous family WhatsApp group. And mom also uh, mentions that, you know, her walking group in the morning, yeah. it's been affected because, you know, nobody... They all wake up early in the morning hoping to go for a brisk walk. Um, and, yeah, the entire community just sort of stops at a standstill. There is a cumulative effect, right? Yeah. And not just with health costs, but health effects, uh, not just because of breathing in bad air, but the lack of exercise you might... Well, you might not be doing during this period. We're going to move on to our next caller, Charles. Uh, Charles, my producers tell me that you're an asthmatic. Yeah, I'm, a, I, I'm an asthmatic. It's quite mild. I'm a mild asthmatic. So, um, yeah, I do get the occasional... I, I do get the occasional... Um, this sore throat. This is a sore throat behind my throat and coughing through the day from the haze. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really doing... Uh, it's doing really a toll on me. So, yeah, the haze does this kind of stuff, I guess. And so, what have you been? Uh, what have you been doing? I mean, being an asthmatic, you're pretty sensitive to the bad air. Have you just been staying indoors and avoiding the outdoors? Yeah, most of the time, I either, I'm either indoors or in the car because driving here and there, and also uh, getting to college and things like that to uh, go for classes and stuff. So usually, I'm indoors, and um, it, I think that kind of mitigates the haze a bit. But 
I think the exposure over the months and stuff has developed this weird sore throat at the at the back of my throat. It's not like a sore throat where you feel like oh you just want to you you just want to get that mucus out. It's kind of like a dry spot right at the base. Oh, the I know exactly how you feel. You know, yeah, I, that kind of thing. I, I, and the thing is, the thing is, it's it's just not that one caller who said that Armageddon is coming. And you know, it just reminds remind, reminded me of that movie Interstellar where. There's this huge oh, dust, dust storms. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's affecting it's affecting I think a lot of people's health because tiny particles going to the lungs. I don't think is a good thing. To, it's definitely not a good thing at all. Thank you very much for that descriptive, uh, <laughs> a vivid of image. Just where the bleach in his throat was. Charles, I hope you go see a doctor real soon, uh, folks. We're going to continue with top back right after this. We've been asking you how have you been coping with the haze. Number to call is zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. It's top back right here on BFM eighty nine point nine. We're talking about how you've been coping with the haze. Number to call is zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. James is on the line. James. Oh man, that's no way to respond to that question. Uh, <laughs> do try to call us back. Uh, the number once again is zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. Uma, uh, any texts and tweets uh, yeah. been coming in? Yeah, we've got a text from a listener who says, "I I, I think people don't understand um, that the cheapest it is the cheapest and easiest way to clear the land and refertilize it. So farmers keep doing it because yeah. they want the quickest and cheapest way possible. Actually, I think people do understand that. Um, and of course, it's not just farmers; it's just massive conglomerates and corporations. Yeah. And uh, but right now it's gotten so bad. I think people want a solution. I, I think there has to be a solution. It can't just be the oh, you know, it's farmers' livelihoods it's, uh, excuse. Right? It's also a weird situation because you know our public leaders, you know, they are breathing the same air that we're breathing, and surely up to a certain degree that yeah, they, they can turn a blind eye. But I mean, this is just getting ridiculous. Well, funny you say that. Uh, we have a tweet from Dana who says, "Open all doors and windows and switch off the air conditioning at Parliament." But Oof. what better way to table our people? Budget tomorrow. All right, all right. Uh, very nicely done. You can text us at zero one six two zero one nine thousand. Keep sending those tweets in to at BFM Radio. Rachel is on the line. Hi, Rachel. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah. So just a little my my, my two cents on uh, the hasting. I guess uh, I'm I'm actually a teacher mm-hmm. at a private school, mm-hmm. and so um, you know, um, just like the students are, are we we've been sort of hanging in this state of uncertainty over whether we should be turning up at work tomorrow, and it's. You know, it is particularly challenging for a number of us who live far away from our where, wherever it is we work. We get up at four or five in the morning, turn up only you know at seven, only to find out that the school's closed for the day. And how, how are you usually notified on on th- these types of issues? Is it the day before? Do they give you a text message? What, what is there a WhatsApp group? Um, the, you, in theory, there's supposed to be a WhatsApp group, but most of the time we've, we've literally, you know, we find out when we're there and they're like, oh, sorry guys, we're not doing it today. Or like, sorry guys, we're, we're going to have to turn the students away today. Oh, by the way, the teachers have to stay though, because it's okay for them to work during the haze, but oh. not the students, you know, that sort of thing. So, but yeah, so it's been, it's been pretty bad. And I mean, cause this is a private school. So they've, on some days they've actually sort of like gone on their own and uh, sort of ignored the general, um, yeah. ministry of education directive on closing the schools. I guess they have that sort of, um, you know, that sort of leeway, but there is, um, there has been, I understand there has been pressure from the parents, some parents as well, who were concerned that, you know, school still operating when there's been a general, you know, they're, they're confused because the newspapers say one thing, but then our school says another thing. So you know, we're we're all sort of like in that limbo of like, do we have school tomorrow? Do we not have school tomorrow? Will we have school the day after? And it's it, it's it's challenging because we, you know, teachers already have planned. You know, all what we want to do. Yeah, lesson plans and all of yeah. that. 
and, and we don't have a lot of time left. Uh, with you know, when the haze is just, um, in, in general, like schedules are already, we are we already run tight as it is uh, as a school. In, I think schools in general run tight schedules, and you know, just having these unpredictable. It's it's pretty much thrown everything into limbo. Uh, Rachel, thank you very much for your call, and you know, it's great to hear from uh, a teacher. We've been hearing from parents as well. Actually, if you're uh, a student, uh, do call us in at zero three seven seven one zero nine thousand. We'd love to hear your take on the current situation. Uh, Tariq is on the line. Hi, Tariq. Hi, Ezra. How has this uh, entire situation affected you? I've got here in the notes that some of your family members have been affected. How the hell do you know that? Well, we, uh, we're, we're, we're small, <laughs> a small radio station. How the hell do you know that? We, we can read minds, my friend. No, Uma is <laughs> a friend of a friend. You, you. Okay. Well, well, there goes that. Yes, actually. I had to take my son to the uh, accident and an emergency at around 3 o'clock in the, in the morning. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, at 3 o'clock in the morning because he was wheezing. But that wasn't what I wanted to talk about mostly because, you know, I was I was in that A&E and I'll tell you that um, it wasn't empty. It was 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock in the morning and I wasn't the only one there. Mm. I was, you know, this is this is the UMMC uh, pediatric uh, mm-hmm. A&E. Uh, so I, you know, so it was mostly, it was almost all, I mean, parents with kids, basically. And, and they were like, and this is, for, this is again, I'm, I'm repeating myself, it's three o'clock in the morning, and there were like eight parents there, and I think the nebulizer was being used one after the other, so it wasn't just me. So that, that was, that was really unsettling. No, I, I can completely uh, appreciate that situation where you you realize, well, you think it's, a, it's a, a situation where it's just being closed off to maybe a few members of your community, but in fact, it, it's gone beyond that. Uh, thank you very much for your call, Tariq. Moving on to our next caller, Tan is on the line. Hi, Tan. Hi, good evening. Good how evening. Doing? We're doing good. Yeah, uh, how um, are you dealing with this? Oh, well, with the haze, no good. <laughs> Um, other than that, I just want to say, uh, I read in a blog somewhere that the Indonesian has uh, has thrown in about a, a year's worth of uh, dump into Germany, uh, the equivalent, okay, in okay. the last two and a half months. Okay, my question is, can we have a class action suit, all right, to fight this, uh, to, 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 to sue them, maybe in the World Court in the Hague or something like that? Uh, it's a very interesting question. I mean, Ezra and I were talking about something very similar earlier, and we we don't know, actually. I mean, it would be an interesting question to pose to lawyers. Yeah, we're going to try find out as much as we can uh, within the next half hour, at least before the end of the show, hopefully, to see what actually can uh, a group of folks do to sort of address this through the courts, perhaps. Thank you very much for your call. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and head uh, straight to the 7 o'clock news. But before that, we've got some music for you. Don't forget, you can call us at 03-771-09000. Text us at 16 Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're speaking about how you've been coping with the haze. What are your thoughts on this as a parent, as an employee, as a person who just wants to go for a run in the evenings? It's a situation that's just gotten worse and worse as time has gone on. But first, some music for you, The Air That I Breathe by The Hollies, right here on BFM 89.9. Good evening, folks. You're with Uma and Ezra on Top Back. The number to call is 0377109000. Text us at 0162019000. Tweet us at BFM Radio. We're asking you, how have you been affected by the haze? Um, it's a situation that it's just been going on for far too long. Uma, what do the folks on Twitterverse say? Well, so we've got a text from a listener who says there's a lawsuit going on, uh, going through by the residents of Jambi, a Malaysian G- 
GLC is one of the defendants. We may, we may want to consider our own culpability in this. Um, and he's absolutely right, actually. Uh, it's, uh, with, uh, sorry, uh, Saim Dabi, uh, Asia Pulp and Paper, Wilma and Golden Agri Resources and Asia Agri, uh, the companies uh, that are being sued uh, in South Sumatra. We're going to move straight to the phone lines. Uh, WK is on the line. Hi there. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, how have you been affected by this particular situation or family members or loved ones? Well, my wife is technically our first kid. She has been healthy all this while, but recent one month she has been coughing non-stop. And I couldn't blame such the haze. So I don't know if it's the right time to have a kid. And uh, and for young couples out there, haze will be one of the concerns. So yeah, that's my point, guys. All right, thank you uh, very much. You know, it's it's a terrible situation, um, you know, especially when you hear that. Uh, you, you think about the young uh, kids, you know, whether you're friends or families. I mean, I've got a, a five-year-old nephew, and he, you know, he's at the age where he's asking basic questions, you know. Yeah. like, And when he asks you, you know, why do we have the haze? And it's very difficult to start breaking it down because it's such a it's dire... It's such a complicated... Si- yeah, it's complicated and dire situation. And, of course, the next question is, like, so what are we doing about, about it? About it, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's the question. I mean, we've had lots of texts and tweets talking about, oh, you know, why just blame the Indonesian government? Ours are equally guilty. And they're absolutely right. Our government is equally as guilty for allowing this to continue because if I think if we distill it down to its core elements, it seems like business interests seem to take precedent. Yeah, and lack of enforcement, happens, corruption, right? all of those things. Precisely. Yeah. We're going to move on to our next caller. Jasbir is on the line. Hi, Jasbir. Jasbir, are you there? Nope, not. I'm not quite there, actually. Yeah, we're going to move on to our next caller. Anup is on the line. Anup, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hello. Hi. Tell us how you've been affected by uh, the yeah. haze. Um, it's not directly something that's affecting me, but I think it's something that we should all be concerned about as mm-hmm. responsible over this is that, you know, um, the effect of the haze is also being brought upon the wildlife that exists in that environment and in that habitat. And yeah. I've read articles where, you know, these animals are being pushed away out of where they used they commonly live, and then, in fact, they're dying. I mean, it's a very grim picture, and I think, as 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 humans, human beings, we're also responsible over the well-being of the environment and the wildlife that sustains on this habitat. No, and I think you're absolutely right. Actually, no one has actually brought up the issue of animals. Uh, Ezra and I are huge animal lovers, and uh, exactly, yeah, it, it, it's it's a big problem, yeah. right? Uh, we're not. We're not talking about. You know, we can wear masks as we're walking around, but there are no masks for the dogs and the cats who are outside. All right, we're going to move on to our next caller. Thank you very much, Anup, for uh, bringing that to the forefront. Also, actually, you know, the other thing that I wanted to mention was a lot of our uh, callers uh, prior to the 7 o'clock news, they were calling in asking about, you know, what do folks do if they want to have a class action suit? So we actually managed to, during the break, uh, give a call to uh, our lawyers and uh, Try to do a quick search around Google. In fact, there are some organizations around the region, yes. including Malaysia as well, that have uh, tried to do their own bit. Uh, the Singapore Swimming Association, uh, they've announced that it's seeking legal advice and they may consider uh, joining a class action suit against Singapore-linked companies that are involved uh, in the burning of forests uh, in Indonesia. Uh, you've uh, got I mentioned s- that South Sumatra suit. That's right. Absolutely. You've got the South Sumatra suit. Also, um, in Malaysia right now, uh, there are several uh, NGOs uh, saying that there will be a 
proposed lawsuit uh, that will be in place, uh, basically directed towards companies that have been using forest fires to clear land in Indonesia, hoping to do so within the next month or so. Uh, straight back to the phone line, 0377109000. Call us at that number. We're going to move uh, to our next caller. It's Faza. Hi, Faza. Hi. Um, good evening. Good evening. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was just saying, I was... I was listening to the conversation earlier and it was, you were talking about making legal action and I think there is, there is a possibility, but I am not a law, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a law student, but um, I did learn about corporate social responsibility and corporate governances mm-hmm. and companies like um, these companies that are operating in Indonesia, uh, regardless they're Malaysian or Singaporean or Indonesian, we I think we could, uh, people could voice out all these things that they're going through because the company should have um, at least um, looked into corporate social responsibility, how their activities actually affect the environment, which includes the people and um, nature and all of that. So I think there is a way for us to, to, to make this, uh, uh, to um, get back what we have lost as a nation. And the fact that we've been going through this over the years, and I don't know how many years, and basically every year, I think it is strong enough to actually point this up to a, a international level. You know, we can, I don't know, the UN or anything like that could actually have some regulations. And also, I think the policymakers in Malaysia should actually, um, this is a chance for them to actually regulate something new, um, not because they think they have to, but it's happening right now and there's more than enough proof to show that we need some acts on corporate social responsibility and stuff like that. Thank you very much for that. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge point, isn't it? I mean, talking about policymakers, this is uh, something that will have no objection across the political divide uh, when it comes to, I guess, having some sort of initiative to address this uh, once and for all. So we have a text from uh, Ashari. It's a very long text, so I won't read it out, but I'll give you a summary of what he's saying. He's saying that it's a real downer um, how we're addressing this issue because people need to think about all the other things that are happening around us and how it's interconnected and how everything we buy every dollar we spend, right, the things yeah. we choose to spend on are affecting these decisions and are affecting what's going on in Indonesia and what forests are being set on fire. And, you know, um, uh, and every ringgit is a vote, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a very uh, powerful point because sometimes we may have to take these interests into our own hands when it comes to maybe, you know, whatever, these five or six companies that are uh, being charged, if they are indeed guilty, then maybe, you know, as consumers, we should decide um, to, you know, spend our ringgit elsewhere. To be cognizant of it to and I guess co- take a conscious decision as to how perhaps, you know, the, the public is contributing towards the problem uh, in its own way. Uh, we're going to move on to our next caller. He's Harry. Hi, Harry. Hi, good evening. Good evening. Uh, okay, uh, the lady earlier, the law student brought was very uh, logical uh, solution. Yeah, it's got to be brought up to international level. ASEAN yes. is unable to tackle this issue. Uh, but the onus is on Indonesia, whether it's Malaysian companies or foreign companies. If they take all these directors and put them in jail, yes. probably then something positive will come out of this. You know, it's, we've been talking for years and years now. It's 18, 19 years. Unless there's another solution... Maybe we can all go down there and burn the whole of Sumatra down for once and for all and be over with it. Well, no, we can't do that, but... <laughs> yeah, I know. But I mean, it's so frustrating. I've been sick for three weeks. 
I just recovered about a week ago and I got, I'm getting sick again because of the throat and lung infection. I got a nephew who was uh, uh, admitted to hospital for seven days because of severe lung infection. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and talking about animals, I had these birds sitting into my windows because when I on the light, it's darker outside. They think it's a window to fly through. You know, it's so oh. bright. Oh, wow. And uh, I injured the bird and then I nursed it and then got it right the next day and let it fly away. It's really bad, actually. Uh, wildlife is affected. We are affected economically. I think uh, it's affecting everybody, schools, you know, and my grandchildren can't go out and play. They are craving to go out. I think it's really time that a world body takes onto these and solve this for a long term. All right, thank you very much for that, Harry. Hey, more and more people caring about the wildlife. I think that's very important. We have a text from Azman who says, uh, No, Umar's wrong. The party to blame is the Indonesian government. They know when open burning takes place every year. Why don't they do more preventing the fires? Uh, once the fire started, I think it's humanly impossible to put them out. It's more a question of prevention is better than cure. Uh, that's the whole issue because it's happening every year. However, I mean, I agree with uh, Azman. They do know when this is happening. But, but that being said, I think there isn't, our, our governments are culpable because there isn't enough uh, accountability on their part. Mm. They too are held to ransom by these incredibly rich business interests. Uh, Singaporean government, Malaysian government, um, because if they were really serious about health issues affecting uh, Malaysians, um, they would do something to these companies. Oh, it's an episode of House of Cards, the way you know all of this is piling up. It's interconnected, right? Yep. Folks, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, it's top back and we'll be right back after these messages. BFM 89.9. It's Talk Back with Uma and Ezra. We've been asking you how you've been coping with the haze over the past hour or so. There have been a barrage of texts and tweets and phone calls about how they've been affected by this. Parents, teachers, uh, I guess a look about how businesses um, are dealing with this uh, type of situation, how governments are maybe to a large degree held to ransom by these special interests. Um, but we're going to move on to our next caller. Faisal, you've got an interesting take about uh, this entire situation, uh, how it's affected the MotoGP. Oh, man. Um, looks like um, people are getting skeptical about uh, attending. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Um, um, we've, we've got massive... Um, the, the ticket sales have been going on really great. But um, the... Um, the um, well, at least the people I've known, they're, they're, they're quite concerned about, you know, coming over because, um, the, uh, because of the weather. And, of course, this takes place in Sepang every year. Yeah, no, but um, uh, over this year, we, usually by by um, by the time the event comes, the haze problem would have you know resolved. But this 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 time of year, it's, it's still here, and um, I think it's really bad. And of course, this uh, event, it brings in all sorts of uh, sports fans from not just Malaysia but from around the region as well. And you know, they might just reconsider about coming over. Yeah, true. So and it affects our um, you know our, our nation's income. Um, because these stories, they, they bring a lot of money in. All right. Thank you very much. I think we might have just heard uh, a little bit of the MotoGP action right there at the end of that phone call. Uh, thank you very much for that call, Faisal. Uh, we're going to move on. Uh, yeah, sorry, Uma. No, I was just going to say, I completely forgot about that. So, What, sporting events? No, well, sporting events, we've talked about marathons and we've talked about, uh, you know, Harisu Kanagaru and stuff like that. But, you know, something like the MotoGP as well is a huge economic draw to the country. The amount of country, uh, the, uh, it's not just around the region, people from all over the world yeah, come. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge event. Yeah. And, you know, if that gets affected, I mean, that's, that's not good. Yep, uh, we're going to move on. Uh, Liu is on the line. Hi, Liu. Yeah. 
Uh, hello, guys. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, Tell as, us. Yeah, good. Angry as we may be, I think we shouldn't talk tough to the Indonesian government, you know, to the Indonesian uh, leadership. Because, uh, you know, all this uh, legal action and whatnot has been, uh, you know, uh, taken over the previous years, right? Mm-hmm. So what I suggest is we try some reverse psychology. Oh, okay. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> you know something? Joker is a great fan of Iron Maiden and Metallica. He is. Yeah, that's right. Joker, yeah, yeah right? the Indonesian president. Yeah. So why don't we guys sponsor a concert, oh. pay for the concert, and invite Joker to attend a concert? Okay? We guys can do it. And then the ladies, what do they do? Send a rose to the wife, to Joko's wife, with love, you know, carry a message with love. So we don't talk tough with them, you know. Don't fight fire with fire. All right. I think, I think we kind of yeah, have a sense. You know, I think I we kind of have a sense had, of this. Yeah, yeah. This idea may be, you know, it's worth trying. All right. Um, I didn't say it was weird, but I mean, you know, on that no, point. No, no. I mean, Iron Maiden and Metallica, we're always up for yeah, some of that. Yeah, the Rose thing, I'm not quite sure about the the, uh, the efficacy of that. But, you know, it, it's quite interesting, right? Uh, folks, uh, we've been speaking about coping with the haze. There have been all sorts of ideas, including bringing in uh, Metallica and Iron Maiden to sort of uh, see, see what you can could have had if you didn't have the haze. Uh, it was Indonesian precedent. Uh, Victor is on the line. Hi, Victor. Victor, are you there? Victor, yeah. Oh, yes, you are. Uh, so tell us uh, about um, this hay situation. What's your take on it? Yeah, actually, I'm just concerned about the practical aspect of all these uh, potential legal lawsuits. Mm-hmm. Okay, as a member of the class, how much can I collect? <laughs> let's, say, let's say you have a judgment based on uh, award of this uh, 2.6B, then uh, this uh, for... A country, I mean, like us, with a uh, 30 million population, everybody is uh, going to get less than 100 ringgit. So, what is the point? Well, I, I guess the difference is in this case, we actually get something out of uh, the situation, unlike other situations. But you, do you think these uh, class action lawsuits are pointless? Uh, but it doesn't have a symbolic reference to it. No, I think uh, there will be some difficulty in proving who did what, and let's say. For example, you sue five companies, maybe one of the companies will be saying that, oh, the damage caused by me is much lesser than the other. So I think all these considerations will come in. I don't think, personally, I don't think uh, it will stick. Then I don't think you can collect either. I mean, and we do not know how the Indonesian legal system works. No, fair point. Thank you very much uh, for that, Victor. That being said, I think there is a little bit of um, benefit for a kind of class action suit because it may force these companies to actually be transparent and come out with information if they get subpoenaed for uh, information. Because right now, they're still... Well, they still they're in the said shadows. Anything. They're in the shadows. They haven't said anything. Yeah, and of course, without any sort of pressure, um, you know, they won't be bound to to do so. Folks, uh, we're gonna just wrap up with a quick glance at some of the texts uh, and tweets. Anything interesting, Uma? Can I tell you this Metallica Iron Maiden idea has gone down a treat. Oh really? Uh, <laughs> get Metallica and Iron Maiden to perform in masks in front of Jokowi. I mean, that is a real symbolic message right there. Uh, maybe we should bring in Vladimir Putin to settle the Hayes crisis. 
um, is one, another one of the um, interesting um, uh, tweets we've been getting. Mm. Uh, one text from a listener says, aren't the directors of these companies also living here and elsewhere and going through the haze as well, unless these guys have moved el- somewhere else? Yeah, or they're bre- breathing a different type of air. Yeah. Uh, folks, we've been speaking about how you've been coping with the haze. Uh, it looks like it's here to stay for at least a little while longer. Uh, do drive safe. If you missed any part of this program, you can download the podcast at www.bfm.my. You know, we've been speaking about Metallica and Iron Maiden. Here's a little deep purple for you. Smoke on the water right here on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.